This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Episodes discuss topics that may be triggering to some, such as sexual violence, domestic violence, and murder. If you are in need of support, please visit societyofsoundpodcast.com slash resources for a list of nonprofit organizations that can help. References and source material can be found in the notes of this podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of season one of the Society of Sound podcast. I hope that you all enjoyed last week's episode on my analysis of the hashtag Balance music video. Today I will be talking to you about Sheila as a woman in the rap scene in France and what that means and what comes along with that. For many people in this world, being a feminist and being a rapper might sound oxymoronic. Like, it might seem difficult or nearly impossible to be both a feminist and a rapper, or to be quote-unquote authentically a feminist while also being authentically a rapper. Because for some people, it seems that belonging to each of these parties simultaneously would make one a hypocrite. So, how can one be a rapper and also be a feminist? Let's find out. How can one be a rapper and also be a feminist? Well, Sheila would certainly be the role model to follow, but she definitely has not had it easy, which is evident through what we've talked about in our past few episodes. Just to start, rap is a genre of music in which women are particularly underrepresented. Sheila is a woman in an environment where in France, 95% of albums are made by men. So let's let that sink in. 95% of rap albums are made by men in France. That means only 5% of albums are made by women. I know you can all do math, but that's a huge difference, right? That's huge. And considering the hate comments that she has received on social media, which we talked about in last week's episode, not everyone is thrilled that a woman is infiltrating the rap scene. Not everyone is thrilled that Sheila is a part of the 5% of women in the rap scene. And I mean, they're probably not even thrilled that there is a 5% in the first place. The commenters of the comments that I read to you last week make it clear to Sheila and to me and to you and to the public that they find rap to be an artistic medium that is strictly reserved for men and that women are not welcome. Although Sheila was wrongly abused online for being a female rapper, she has been widely accepted by the rap community. Not necessarily the fans, but the rappers themselves. Because if you remember, her career began, after all, as I mentioned in episode 9, by being recognized by the male rappers Big Flo and Oli, as well as Kerry James. 
And as I also mentioned in previous episodes, she has been featured countless times on Planet Rap segments. Also, she was invited to freestyle in one of the rap circles on the YouTube channel Demolition, which is one of the top YouTube channels for rap in France and has about 2 million subscribers. So it's pretty elite for her to have, I mean, elite within the rap circle for her to have been invited to this event. She is only the third woman in history to be invited to one of these rap circles. Only the third woman in history, and we're in 2020, what year is it? We're in 2021? That seems kind of absurd to me that only three women have been invited to these. Also worth noting is that in 2018, the Parisian media company called Conbini created a YouTube segment called French Men. And they they frequently use the hashtag hashtag Frenchmen2018 to promote these video segments. And they created 24 videos. Each one featured a freestyle from an individual artist. So they featured 24 different artists, basically. And in each of these videos, an artist involved in the rap and hip-hop scene would freestyle. All of these artists who were featured are men. Except for Sheila. And her video is named hashtag Frenchmen2018 dash Sheila, comma, la French woman. So I'm going to let that sit in for a second. What do you think this title implies? It's, it's kind of a loaded title. I think it can be interpreted in two different ways. One is that this feature, the fact that she was featured and asked to be one of the artists to freestyle in one of these videos, is in a way a gesture of acceptance from the rap scene and from the men within the rap scene. They're including her, inviting her to participate in these segment series, and they're even calling her the French woman. That's a very unique and special title, and it might connote respect and reverence for her talent. The fact that it is such a unique and special title really says something about her and her talent, right? But the other way to interpret this is that the rap genre is, in fact, quote-unquote, reserved for men, as those hateful YouTube comments expressed. I mean, it sure does seem to be reserved for men, right? Because these segments of rap and hip-hop freestyles are blatantly named French men. Like, why not French rap or French hip-hop? It's French men. Sheila is labeled the French woman because she is the only woman recognized in this segment. And granted, there aren't many women involved in the rap scene in France because they do, after all, make up only 5% of the scene. And this could either mean that Sheila is the creme de la creme of female rappers in France or that Conbini included one woman in their series in order to seem not sexist. I've often asked myself why they don't include more female rappers and hip-hop artists in these segments. I mean, they do have more options than just Sheila. 
It's not just Sheila in France. But this is all up for interpretation. Maybe there are only 5% of women in France because programs like this only invite one woman per year to participate. They only create a 5% of room in this scene for women. I don't know. It's kind of that type of question of what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is the female population in the rap scene so small because there's just not very many women in the rap scene? Or are there not very many women in the rap scene because there is not space made for them and because it is exclusive and because they get abused in the way that Sheila did? And Sheila is the only one who persevered past that abuse. I don't know. It has not only been difficult for Sheila to enter the rap scene as a woman, but it has also been difficult for her to be accepted as a feminist because she is a rapper. Or at least she's been put under quite a bit of questioning of how she can support both the rap medium and feminism. In an interview in 2017, she was asked if she thought she could be a feminist while listening to Damso, to which she said yes. Now, Damso is a Belgian Congolese rapper who was dropped from the World Cup song in 2018 after women's groups, politicians, and certain sponsors protested his participation with the world event because they said that his lyrics were sexist. This instance exemplifies the issues that Sheila faces while being both a feminist and a rapper. When she is asked the question of whether she can support sexist rappers and still be a feminist, she always insists, yes, she can. In an interview with the French publication Le Monde, Sheila says, quote, The vulgarity in our mouths is the mirror of what we see in society. We are all too aware of the injustices that exist. We respond with the violence that we witness. That's all. End quote. In other words, if people are offended about lyrics, such as those of Damso, they should try to go about changing society first, not the lyrics or the artist. Sheila clearly admires rap as a medium for expressing the troubles of reality, because she says in another interview, quote, rap isn't only misogynistic, it is also free and engaged, end quote. She admires this medium that reflects societies in such a liberated and powerful way. And if that reflection includes sexism, she appreciates it in a way because she can use that same type of reflection to express her own fight against sexism. It's quite poetic how Sheila uses rap, a stereotypically masculine genre, as a platform for her activism against sexual violence and gender-based violence. 
Rap is also a genre that lends itself well to her cause because rap originated as a genre for and by the marginalized, as I've mentioned in the past two episodes. As Samira Hassal writes, rap is, quote, a refuge in which a marginalized group or minority can express freely who they are, what they suffer from, and their hopes and dreams, end quote. As I mentioned in a previous episode, when rap came to France, it originally manifested in the Bonnieu, the area in France that is associated with immigrant populations. Rap was a way to express their hardships and their aspirations. Sheila, who is a child of an immigrant, seems to find the medium to provide this same outlet for her. On top of using rap, to express herself as half Malagasy and half French, she also uses rap in order to share the hardships that she has experienced as a minority in the rap scene and the hardships women have experienced in a world dominated by men. On top of that, the forceful style of rap that may encourage sexism in some rap tracks is the same force that Sheeta uses to convey her anger about sexual violence and sexism. But perhaps most importantly, in infiltrating this male-dominant rap scene, she has maintained camaraderie with male rappers and has therefore widened the audience of her anti-sexist lyrics. Isn't that cool? In a Le Monde article in July of 2019, the journalist Stéphanie Binet recognized that Sheila was, quote, the only woman scheduled at the Demi Festival, the French rap festival, in set, end quote. Binet then writes, quote, you had to see Sheila, 25, on the stage of La Maroquinerie in Paris, watching the gentlemen of her audience. She first made them scream the refrain of her very feminist song, Sale Chienne, then launched a caustic, they're so cute, before warning them, don't have fun saying that on the street, I won't be there to protect you, end quote. For one, this shows that she has a partly male audience, which is encouraging considering the feminist topics that she writes about. This also indicates that she has a widespread audience consisting of not only feminists seeking out feminist anthems, but also men who are willing to shout Sale Chienne when she asks them to. So, in a way, Sheila is also doing this Trojan horse mechanism that I've mentioned in previous episodes because she's choosing a medium or she's participating in a musical genre that is characterized by a masculine... It has a masculine stereotype, right? And and men tend to want to listen to it. And it has a wide male population. So if they're like, oh, I want to listen to rap, and they listen to Sheila's rap, and then they're listening to it and they're enjoying it because it's rap and then they realize, oh my gosh, I'm listening to feminist ideology and, and maybe, hey, maybe I believe in it now. I don't know. I don't know if this is actually happening, but it's encouraging to hear that there are men going to her shows and listening to this ideology and participating in her music. 
Um, and that she's reaching people that are more, she's reaching more people than just the people who are angry feminists who are looking for an angry feminist anthem. She's spreading her music to people who need to hear it the most. As a woman and as a rapper, Sheila exemplifies the intersectional problems that have come to light during the hashtag MeToo and hashtag Balance movements. She is no doubt subject to racism as a half-Malagasy woman living in France. However, she has also been called quote-unquote too white for rap. In one Planet Rap segment, Sheila rapped the line Arrête le rap, t'es trop blanche, which translates to stop rapping, you're too white. In an interview with Clique TV in 2019, she was asked if that line that she rapped is actually something that someone has actually said to her. And she responded, quote, yes, I heard, actually, I read a lot of comments that said I'm too white to rap, end quote. Sheila embodies what the public perceives as two incongruous aspects in the rap scene. One of those aspects is being a woman, and the other aspect is being white. However, while she may be causing commotion in the rap scene, she's getting attention from a wide audience because of the multiple ways that people label her. This state of alterity has certainly had an effect on her popularity in France. At the time that I was writing my thesis, she was typically performing in clubs and concert halls that often didn't hold more than 500 people. And this reflected to me that Sheila was certainly not unpopular, but she wasn't performing in the Zenitz concert halls that I had mentioned Angel was performing in. But in 2021 and in 2022, her tour schedule says that she will be beginning to perform at venues that hold up to 1,500 people. So her popularity is growing. But in 2019 and 2020, she was mostly performing in non-urban towns that are difficult to get to without a personal car, which to me reflected that her popularity ran through smaller audiences. And this can somewhat still be said. This is still somewhat true of her tour schedule today. Her most listened to track in 2020 was Cigarette and it was released in October of 2017. And then in 2020, when I was doing this research in April of 2020, it had 6.8 million listens on Spotify. So I know that was a little bit of a confusing statement, so I'll condense it. Basically, in 2020, her most listened to track was Cigarette And at that point, it had been released for three years. And after three years, it only had 6.8 million listens on Spotify, which isn't an only. It's actually quite a sizable number. It's just not the same as pop music numbers. But today, it has almost 12 million listens. So that means four years after the release of the song, it has 12 million listens. And her newer songs... Um, Her newest song, Treze, has almost 20 million listens today. Um, But in 2020, when I was doing this research, the number of listens was certainly not negligible, yet at the same time, it did not compare to the level of popularity of a pop musician. And still today, even after her popularity has grown, her numbers pale in comparison 
to pop musicians who have listens at nine figures. It could be suggested that her popularity is in part affected by her musical genre. I mean, rap is just not as popular as pop music that is marketed for a popular audience and is more formulaic and palatable, one might say. However, male rappers like Yosmin have 45 million listens on their top track, so maybe Sheila's popularity is even affected by her gender, which is plausible considering that male rappers, sorry, female rappers, aren't known to have great success in France, as we've been discussing. In an interview with the magazine called Paris Match, Sheila was asked why she thinks it is complicated for women to become rappers in France. And she responded by saying, quote, You have to ask the radio stations and everyone who listens to music. There are far fewer women who succeed in rap in France than in the United States or England. End quote. I mean, I could probably write an entire paper or produce an entire podcast on this question alone, and it deserves much more attention than I will be giving in this analysis. But this quote provides an insight, and perhaps not just this quote, but this truth provides an insight as to how the public receives female rap and therefore how Sheila's music is received by the public in relation to gender roles in France and in relation to sexual discrimination. A country that has built its reputation on gallantry, romance, love, and the music of Edith Piaf does not want a woman who is rapping in Verlain and profanity to stand in its front lines representing the nation. The problems that Sheila faces as a quote-unquote feminist woman in the French rap scene is a reflection of the intersectional problems that exist within the hashtag MeToo and hashtag movement. As a minority in France and a minority in the rap genre, Sheila represents the voices that have been less heard during the hashtag MeToo and hashtag movements in taking refuge within the genre of rap. She reflects how gender discrimination intersects with the discrimination of other social groups that are defined by class and race, which I talked about in detail during episode two. Sheila takes into account these different vectors in her quest for justice by addressing not only the oppression perpetrated against women, but also against immigrants and lower social classes. From the beginning of her rap career, she was an activist, not only a feminist activist, but an activist for the people, criticizing racism 
and poverty and power corruption in France. She has used her own adversities to empower herself and others through her music. In 2019, she declared, quote, People ask me if it's difficult to be a woman in rap, but actually it is a strength, end quote. Through her alterity, not despite of it, she has developed strength and has made waves in this movement against sexism. So that's it for today's episode. The adversity that Sheila has experienced as a half Malagasy, half French woman living in France who has been labeled as a feminist and who has also participated in the rap scene reflects the intersectional problems within this movement for gender equality. And by that, I mean that her story reflects how elements of race, class, family background, as well as many other elements can amplify and alter gender discrimination. I hope that in hearing the background of Sheila's story has helped you to understand her as an artist, but also how to understand the complexity of this movement. Next week is the last episode of season one of the Society of Sound podcast. And in our last episode, I will be talking to you about the conclusions that I have drawn from my research, the questions that I have answered for myself in this journey, as well as what we can learn about social movements through studies like these and the ethnomusicological methods that I used in this study that I intend to employ in future studies because I find them to be so insightful. Thank you so much, as always, for your support, and I will talk to you next week in episode 14.